0: Well, good morning and uh, welcome. Um, Merry Christmas. It's a wonderful time of year. And uh, as I was, I just had a, I had a good day yesterday. It was just when I went to bed Friday night, as I l- laid my head down, I said, Lord, I want you to just take my thoughts captive. And when I wake up, that's the route we're going to go. And because uh, there are some things on my mind, and but yet about a month ago I was already kind of thinking I'll do a children's message, and uh, I'll just have Christmas pictures up there of the Christmas story. I'll just page through and they can have a visual of what the Christmas story is. And... Uh, I was led elsewhere, and uh, so here we are. And uh, but I had such such a renewed awe and appreciation of Jesus Christ as I looked into this. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Is that what I would say? For me to live is blank, and to die is blank. And if that blank, if I analyze my life, what am I living for? Can I truly say, for me to live is Christ? Because if I can't truly say, Christ if it's anything else to die is loss. Christ is the only one that can be in that slot in order to have to die is gain that's the only way there is only one way so I just had to that was a devotional the other morning that I was reading and it just struck me Lord is that really who I am are you all am i so committed that i am i can truly say for me to live is christ regardless what come what may or is it for me to live is that next promotion or for me to live is that next whatever to die is loss cuz our focus is totally in their own place. Not saying we can't accept a promotion or not saying we can't go and get something different. I'm not saying that. But that should not be what I'm living for. So today I feel led. We'll take a different approach on the Christmas message. And uh, I didn't know how this was going to go. Um, it's about three months now since I preached the last time. And it feels a little different. Um, I kind of feel more energized, really, to be honest. I mean, I was just pumped this morning. and uh, But that's glory to God. Because yesterday I had such a good day in in His Word, in His presence, in His, it's just, You ought to do it sometime. And uh, whenever we're gone, we should have a waiting list. I want to preach the next time because I want to experience this. Because it is. God is real. He cares. And today I'm going to focus more on what is Christmas today rather than what it was. Normally, you know, Christmas is the birth of Christ, but that's only the beginning. So what does that mean for us today? And, uh, you know, he didn't come just so that we can have another holiday to celebrate. That wasn't, in fact, they used to not celebrate it. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That was the purpose. His name is Emmanuel Emmanuel. God with us. Either you can turn to Isaiah 9, or you can follow on the PowerPoint. Starting in verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And there's so much I could share in here. Oh, there's just so many. Like here, it could be when we're in, living in sin, then all of a sudden this light shines on us. And, but this, you have multiplied the nation and have increased its joy. That They rejoice be, before, before you according to the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. Here's a little more where I'm going to focus in on. <clears throat> For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. And if you want to know what he's talking about, read Judges 6. How they just, they were a pain to the Israelites for seven years. Just destroyed the crops and just any evil thing you could think of, that's what they did. And uh, for every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Certain um, translations have it, Wonderful Counselor. Regardless how we look at it, his name is wonderful, and he's also a Wonderful Counselor, so it doesn't matter how we look at it. It's, It's just, both make sense. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever." The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What an awesome promise that we're actually living in. Jesus is, sorry, Jesus was, He is, and is yet to come. Isn't that wonderful? You know, until we are born again, we're yoked with sin. And our need of Jesus to rescue us from that yoke. So I want to tell you I have some good news. Jesus sets us free. For you have broken the yoke of his burden. Jesus breaks that yoke that burdens us and he sets us free. When God gives us the will and desire to be free from the yoke of sin, which is a burden that is heavy, we can cry out to him and Jesus will break the yoke of sin and offer his yoke, which is easy, and his burden is light. That's an invitation of Jesus. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes when I'm uh, troubled, I often think of the song, I must tell Jesus. Because He alone is the one that really understands what I'm going through. And He alone is the one who can rescue me. And you know, in 2007 is when I went through my depression, suicidal, and uh, for most of my life, until that time, it was mostly negative thoughts. And... Most of the time, it was, well, you can't think like that, that you know, you shouldn't think like that. And, uh, but when I sat down with this man that sat back in his chair, had his right ankle on top of his left knee and just <coughs> relaxed there, and first words that came out of his mouth, mouth was, are you nervous? I said, yes, I am. He said, well, I am too. But he was so real. He wasn't this big guy, he wasn't this know-it-all man. And as I started sharing my story, and he used to have the same problem. He was a rougher, and he said, man, when his mind was going, just spiraling down, oh, the shingles were flying, he could just work up a storm. But he said, You have to take it to Jesus. So he said, When these thoughts come, just Lord, could you take these thoughts captive to your obedience? I don't want them anymore. And that, my friend, is where there's victory. That's where there's a release. That's where there's the true freedom. Yes, I could you know, just muster up this, and I'm not going to think that way, and I'm not going to think that way. Where's faith? For the weapons, I'm getting ahead of myself here. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, in pulling, for pulling down strongholds, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought captive into, thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I want to dissect this a little bit. This is the long way through. That's why these commas are in there. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Again. For casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And for uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And for being ready to punish all disobedience for the obedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Sorry, I'm kind of trying to talk too fast. We don't draw one of these things out and take them out from and take it to the carnal. They're Almighty in God because the weapons are um, not carnal but mighty in God for this purpose. That makes so much sense to me then. And that's where... Okay. Paul also wrote, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do. So we... We must take it to Jesus, and see, that's where faith comes in. See, faith is not a noun. Faith is a verb. Faith is something you do. Same as if you believe, um, believe in the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. He that does not believe is condemned already. That's, that's the difference. The belief, that's what saves us. But the believe is a verb. It's, we live it out. It's who we are. And that's the same way with faith. That's, that's who we are. Like when, when we can say, um, Lord, take these thoughts captive, that's a statement of faith. I'm giving it. But when I'm trying to do it myself, now I went to the carnal and it's no longer faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Am I making sense? Am I talking too much in circles? But it's, that's where the uh, power of Jesus transforming us. When we can understand these things, this is what Jesus does. That's what he came for. When, he, when my life is for Christ, that's where we take it. Now there's, there, getting ahead again. There may be seasons in life where we do get down or there's where we're struggling or where it looks dark but whenever that light shines, then we walk in obedience. And we take it to him, Lord, I'm done. I have, I've had enough of this battle. Could you just take these thoughts captive for your obedience? And if we're serious, I'll guarantee you he will take them because he does. I stand here, evidence of that. And whatever you're struggling with, you'll never be free in your own strength. It won't work. You know, here we go. When there was a dispute for the body of Moses, and I couldn't figure out, now why, why was it Moses and not Elijah in that transfiguration? Well, Elijah didn't die. He went off in that fiery chariot. So, but when uh, Moses died, now that was um, under Satan's rule. Even Michael the Archangel didn't battle him. He just said, The Lord rebuke you. And that's what we need to do. If we try to do it in our own selves, we're no match for him. If Michael the Archangel is no match for him, who are we without Jesus Christ? And that's the faith that we take. The step of faith that Christ is in me and I am in Christ. I am enveloped. It is what I live. That's who I am. I can go forward. The Lord rebuke you. But if I try myself and we're just, okay, I can't fear anymore. Or, okay, I can't talk bad anymore. You're going to slip. I'll guarantee you, you're going to slip sometime. But when you continue to give it, He frees you from it. He transforms you. That's the power of Jesus Christ. It takes death to, or repentance of, our selfish desires or ways. And for me, pride sometimes, pride is so subtle. And it's just a burr under the saddle. It just slips in so easily without noticing it. But when, so if you want humility, repent from pride. Because it's one or the other. And pride prevents us from having faith. Another one of the good news is Jesus gives us a new identity. For you have broken the staff of his shoulder, which that is a mark of a slave, the rod of his oppressor. See the slaves back in the day, um, not all of them, some had these staff or a rod across their shoulder, and that's how they you know put heavy load on, then they could lift it up and then they would walk that way and they that's kind of the look of some of the slaves, and that was just a mark of them and see, Jesus comes and he breaks that rod, and he gives and they're no longer the slave of sin. We are no longer the slave of sin. Just, it's such a heavy burden that we can't hardly bear when we're carrying this sin, this guilt, this shame, all this. Jesus comes and he breaks that rod and he gives us a new identity from slavery of sin to his son. Hallelujah. That's my Jesus. Jesus. Is it not worth celebrating? I was that slave. But for me to have freedom, I had to allow him to break that. I had to allow him to come and remove that shame. I was so ashamed I didn't even take it to God because it was I was so ashamed. But I want to tell you, he's safe. You don't have to be ashamed of God. He knows it anyway. And he's just there with his open arms. Just come. Come, and I'll I'll take it from you. I'll break that rod that is just wearing you down. I'll give you a new identity. You're my son. Come. Come. And the owners also would sometimes take that staff or rod and use it to beat upon them. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. It's such a glorious transformation from that slavery of sin to being his son. He calls us his friend. That's how how safe he is. When the power of Jesus transforms you, you become a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. That's who we are. Now that's what we need to live by. That's what we live out of now. For me to live is Christ. It's that new creation. The new being. We are now the spiritual being. The spirit that was dormant when I was born. I would I lived out of my five senses. And... Uh, it was the f- flesh. I was a carnal being. I wanted what tasted good. I wanted what smelled good. I wanted what felt good. I wanted what, wanted what sounded good and looked good. Everything, it was just all to please me. We, that's how we're born. But then there comes this time when um, he comes a-knocking. And then when we allow him in, For you hath he quickened. He has made you alive. That spirit comes alive. Now his spirit can now witness with our spirit. Now we're working from the inside out. And the spirit is now um, influencing my actions, my thoughts, my everything. That's That's when it comes for me to live as Christ because it's from the inside out is what I'm living. That's really who I am. Then in that... He frees us from the torture of sin, Satan, and hell. He breaks the rod of the oppressor. The rod that he continually tries to beat us with. You know, Satan, he's ISIS on steroids. He's constantly just beating and beating and beating, just seeing if he can't get you down a sixteenth of an inch. And if he does, then he just beats more. He comes with everything that He's got. False accusations. He beats us with our past. He beats us with um, fear. He beats us with different lies. He's a father of lies. It's a rough life. However, when our life is hidden in Christ, when I am in Christ... He's beating on Christ and it breaks their rod. It does not have to penetrate as long as I am in Christ. Beautiful, beautiful. The protection that we have. And then he also frees us from the punishment of our sin. Our life becomes all about Jesus. So when He comes in, it transforms us. He takes us places we've never imagined. He forgives us. And the beauty is, He empowers us to live in victory. That's the real beauty of Christmas. So let's remember that in Jesus Christ, we have total and complete victory. We do not have to hang our head. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name is called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When I even see the Everlasting Father. He's a father to the fatherless. and He's just wonderful. What other word can we say? And that amazing grace that saves us also enables us. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. How wonderful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your only son, Jesus. Where he was born, he grew up, had a ministry. It crucified him, but hallelujah, the grave couldn't hold him. Then he arose, giving us the victory over death. Then he ascended. Now we have the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. And Jesus is yet to come again. Oh Lord, we anticipate and we look forward to that day. So, Father, where there's hearts that are hurting, could you just speak to that heart right now? And, Father, maybe someone is struggling with a sin. Lord, I just pray that they would be able to just say, Lord... I acknowledge and confess my involvement with whatever it is. And I ask for your forgiveness. And we ask, Lord, that you would take back all the ground that we have given to the enemy. And we yield it to your control. Because that's where victory lies. Father, we pray your blessing upon each one as here. We praise you for all the good that has come our way, and we praise you how you are faithful to walk with us in all our troublesome times. Thank you so much, Lord, for your faithfulness. We love you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen.